already. Yeah. Alrighty. So, yo, 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 what it do? What it do? It's your boy, Yellow the Poet. We're here on YTP Entertainment, and I am definitely here with Miss J. Rosemary. Awesome. Thank you for joining the show. I greatly appreciate you. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Uh, can't wait to hear what you got to say about the experiences that you've had and share those with us. <laughs> appreciate it. Thank you so, so much for being here. So to get us started, Miss Jay, please explain to us what it is that you do and how you go about this on a daily. Okay, so um, thank you very much for having me. I, I really appreciate you giving me a chance to speak. Yes. Um, <laughs> speak my truth. Um, so um, my name is Jay Rosemarie, and I call, I used to call myself a solo mom. But um, my son, I have three adult sons. So awesome. I'm still a solo mom, but I'm not mothering. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a, also a podcaster. Um, I created and I host two podcasts. Awesome. Um, the main podcast, which carries my soul, is Solo Moms Talk. And that's, that's geared towards women who are mothering solo, no matter their status in life. Awesome. Yes. Awesome, awesome. So, um, how did you get started in the business of podcasting? So, it all started because um, <laughs> I came home one day with my two and four-year-old and realized my husband was gone. Okay. Um, and so, it was a struggle trying to raise those two little boys on my own. Mm -hmm. And several years after that, I moved to New York and I joined a church, um, Brooklyn Tabernacle, and they had a discovery group. And while I was in the discovery group, there was like 14 of us as women. It's a nine-week discovery group. And I'm listening to all these women talking about their lives, you know, what's been going on. And it's sad, but a lot of us Black women at this age group were single. Yes. <laughs> not, and not necessarily by choice. So the stories, I'm listening to them and I'm thinking, golly, I thought I was alone. But I wasn't alone. There are lots of people like me. Yes. And the next thought was, <clears throat> I wish I had this when, I was, when my kids were younger. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I wish I could share this forum with every single mom. And it was like someone said to me, well, why don't you do it? Why don't you, you know, get this started? And so that sent me on my journey to um, figure out a way to pull solo moms together to share their stories. I started with a radio, internet radio platform. It was an ideal but then I discovered John Lee Dumas and podcasting. Mm -hmm. And so to answer your question a long way, that's how it is. Awesome. Awesome. That's what's up. Yes. So um, like so many women that I've talked to, 
when this event took place in your life, was there ever a point that you were going through this journey and you started to blame yourself? Oh, yeah. I, I blame myself all throughout the journey okay. um, because I, I, and I blame myself for poor choices. Okay. So yes. over the course of time, how did you overcome this as a lesson to other women out there? How did you overcome it? Well, two ways. One, I realized that I had to fix me. Um, I was, I grew up with my grandfather. My mom left me when I was nine months old with my grandfather. My grandfather died when I was 12. Mm-hmm. My aunt, who I was left with, shipped me off to England to live with my mom. Oh, wow. And that was, that was a really horrible experience for me. And so I never had stability of family. Mm-hmm. And so I sorted in, I sought out stability in marriage. You know, I was married and, married and divorced four, three times. And I realized looking back after the last divorce, you know, I wasn't one of those angry women. I was one of those women who reflected and you know, because at first I thought, what is wrong with me? Why, why don't anybody want me? And that was a deep-seated thing. Mm-hmm. Nobody wanted me. Okay. You know, it had nothing to do with the man. It had to do with how I was raised, like nobody mm-hmm. wanted me. Okay. So, so I got to the point where I realized there's nothing wrong with you. There's just stuff that you have to work through this feeling of abandonment and this feeling that you need, you needed others to, to make you feel whole. Mm-hmm. And so I started to work on my wholeness. I uh, listened to a lot of Tony, Tony Robbins, mm-hmm. listened to a lot of Joel Austin. Mm-hmm. But the most profound lesson I learned was that even though I became a Christian when I was 17, mm-hmm. It took me all of that to realize that God is my father. And that means it meant a lot when I made that discovery. Mm-hmm. Because I never knew my father. And so the people who have loving fathers don't understand what people like us miss out on mm-hmm. when we don't have a father in the home who cares about us and who loves us and whose protection we receive. I never had that. Mm-hmm. And once I connected to God being my father, a lot of what I read in the Bible made sense. You know, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's your protector, he's your provider, you know. And so those two things, discovering that I just need to work, work out some things on me and uh, God was my father, so I wasn't deficient mm-hmm. then. Those were the things that helped me work through and become whole again. Got it. Uh, whole Got for it. the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Got yeah. it. Understood. So yeah. you, you stated that um, some of it was based on poor decisions. Um, what are some of the decisions that you made and how can other women overcome these decisions or 
take steps to make changes? Yes. So <laughs> there are too many to name, but I'll name a couple that may resonate with other people. Okay. Especially people, women who um, tell themselves that they know what God is telling them. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, before my last marriage, I had these two little boys caring for. I also had my older son with me. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was telling God, you know, I need help, you know, you know, things are, you know, rough, you know, I was, I was bouncing from apartment to apartment because I couldn't keep up with the expense of caring for my children. And so I said, you know, send me somebody, Lord, send me somebody. And I'm walking and having this prayer with him, right? Mm-hmm. And as soon as I crest, I was, I crest the hill of where I was walking, and there was a guy I knew, because I was thinking about him, right? Mm-hmm. He was coming towards me. And I was like, yes, God send this man to me. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> because if, if I don't look back and regret things, but that's one of the decisions I regret the most. Mm-hmm. So... If, if, you're, if you're seeking for a partner, please take your time mm-hmm. and don't use your needs to qualify the partner. Mm-hmm. You, you, I don't know if you understand that. Don't use the fact that you need this, you need that, you need that to qualify <laughs> so, the partner. So the way that we identify that, we identify that as your, your wants and your desires. <laughs> right, right. And we make them gods. Yes, and, and you know we, we we look for the signs and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So if if you're one of those women who who trust God to run your life to 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 direct your paths, don't make the mistake I did uh, because I wasn't I wasn't hearing from God. So mm-hmm. that's that's one lesson that I would share. You know. Yeah. So what about the women who don't um, follow any particular type of religious sect? Is there something spiritual or is there some way that they can actually achieve the same goal? So I think it's hard to, to impart some kind of wisdom to somebody who doesn't believe. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I've been a Christian since I was 17. So even when I wasn't living the life, Mm-hmm. Um, I still thought in those principles, but I think mindset has a lot to do with things. You are enough. Remember that mm-hmm. you don't, you're not 50% looking for 50%. You're not half looking for half mm-hmm. because when you put your half with his half, you're not one. Trust me. You are not one. You're still half and half. <laughs> and usually your relationship ends up half and half. So, so make yourself whole first. That's the first thing. You know, love yourself, care for yourself, um, practice positive self-talk. You're not ugly, you're not fat, you have stuff you have to work through, work on them. Mm-hmm. And so I would think that that's the best way to go about it is to be 100% first. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And when you're 100%, you'll attract a 100%. You can't fix nobody else. You can't make nobody else better. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing I'd like to say, don't look for anybody perfect. Yeah. You know, because you're not perfect. Exactly. And so <laughs> just look, just follow your intuition. God gave us intuition for a reason. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, like I said, if you're, if you're not one of those who trust God to lead you, then trust that intuition that he gives you and follow that intuition. Don't follow the path. Don't listen to your girlfriend. I would say in this case, probably don't even listen to your mother. because <laughs> She probably made so many mistakes mm-hmm. um, because she knew what she knew. And so, you know, without going <laughs> too much, that, that would be <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's interesting that you brought up don't listen to your girlfriends because as I was growing up I've seen so many young ladies even the guys just listening to their friends and uh-huh. it it would appear that because we're on the same level in life that what they're saying would make sense but when you're speaking to someone who's on a higher level in life, meaning they know more than what you know, especially about a particular topic or subject, then it doesn't resonate until we actually go through it and we have we share the same experiences. Then, yes. only then we're like, oh my goodness, now I see what you were talking about. But we have to have those, oh my goodness, moments in order for us to grow. Yeah. But right. If we're not growing and staying stagnant, then life gets tough. Life gets really tough. And we have yes. to understand that growth is where our progress leads. But in regards to how much you grow, you're still going to keep growing throughout your entire life because there's always something new to learn. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the clue and the clue is that if you have a growth mindset, meaning I want to be better, and most human beings think that they want to be better, then if the people around you are the same, you know, staying in muddy water doesn't make you clean. If exactly. you want to clean, you gotta get out be clean, you gotta get out of dirty water. Mm-hmm. And so you have to raise your sights higher. And yeah, they're going to say, you think you're better than me, blah, blah, blah. Let them blah, blah, blah. Because this is your life. And like I tell people, you have to give an account for your life. Yes, Yes, you do. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So for all the um, women out there that are going through some of the same things that you've actually gone through, how how does this affect how you teach? your sons what type of communications do you have with your sons that will help them develop into being better men so i've been very fortunate in that i have not had to hit my head against the wall when it comes to my boys awesome my my oldest son is 39 um he waited until he was 38 to get married And he waited until he was 38 to have sex. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yes. So let that settle. (laughs) Awesome. Um, (laughs) At least he told me that at at 16, he took a ring, uh, the oath of celibacy. Mm -hmm. And 
I believe him when he told me he, he mm. kept it. So that's where I am with that, okay? <laughs> awesome. Um, my, two, <laughs> my two youngest son, 27 and 29, mm -hmm. um, neither has children. And they're working on, you know, building a life. And what I tell them is that until you can support yourself, you don't need children. Mm -hmm. And the reason I said that is that because, you know, my father, I knew about him. And I don't want to say too much, but he had too many children. Mm -hmm. more than he could afford if you yeah. get what I mean yes. I didn't oh, want my son yes. being like that yeah yes. and so th that's one of the biggest thing I encourage them to you know be responsible mm -hmm. and be respectful of women in that you're not in and out of bed with them because that shows a woman disrespect mm -hmm. I don't care about your needs you know it's about respect Yes. And so those are the simple messages that I try to, you know, impart to them. Awesome. Awesome. So <clears throat> when you're doing one-on-one -on -one mentoring, what are some of the challenges that you face doing it? So the, my personal challenges? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. okay. So <laughs> I think one of my one of my biggest challenges is that sometimes I'm listening to these issues and I feel overwhelmed. Okay. I feel overwhelmed because I'm thinking, I can't help, it, help this human because a lot of things, I, as I said, is a mindset issue. Mm -hmm. And sometimes women, mothers tend to you know, they have the mentality of the crowd. Mm -hmm. And a lot of mothers haven't figured out a way how to individualize themselves. Yes. You know, they, they have this crowd mentality, this, this herd mentality. And I think that's my biggest challenge is saying, you know, you're an individual. You mm -hmm. can think for yourself. And, and you owe it to yourself and your children to you know become self-aware mm -hmm. become know who you are as a person so so that's my biggest challenge is getting through that barrier of this herd mentality mm -hmm. yeah understood understood yeah so <laughs> i was also reading where you say you like to um travel <laughs> What are some of the places that you've been and how does Amtrak help you with that? <laughs> Is it like a so, solitude or? <laughs> so Amtrak, I'll do that first. Amtrak is like one of those things that I, I've connected with. My former boss was an avid Amtrak traveler. That's where he did all his work when he was traveling. Okay. I wrote I wrote a five thousand word uh, article on Amtrak at once, all at once. Awesome. So, yeah, I I love Amtrak because you could sit you could sit and meet a lot, a lot of people, mm. or you could get a room and just be in solitude. Yes. So you know, so it gives you that you know the option 
and <laughs> things like long delays. One time we were delayed in Denver for eight hours. And I love that. I didn't complain. I got <laughs> up. And I, I can say I've been to Denver. Yeah. You know, so, so yeah, that's my excitement with Amtrak. So, yeah. Um, and abroad, view, um, I was born in Jamaica. I grew up in Manchester, England. Um, I'm a Canadian. I lived in Toronto for 11 years. Oh. Then I moved to the U.S. I've lived in Atlanta. I've lived in New York. Oh, wow. And went back to Canada for a little while. Mm-hmm. And now I'm currently in Playa del Carmen, Mexico. Awesome. And I'm just here for as long as they let me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I have a bucket list and I intend to finish my bucket list before God says it's done. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. That's, yeah. uh, that is yeah. blessing to have a bucket list. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it gives you a yeah. sense of direction. It gives you yes. goals to achieve. It's nothing yes. like that at all. Purpose. <laughs> I think that's yeah. pretty cool. <clears throat> I like how you yeah. express the association with um, Amtrak because it's kind of like when, with me, the moment that I have a moment of silence, my, my place is to actually sit out on the beach at nighttime with a with a little light and just write because that's mm-hmm. something I love to do with my poetry is that oh yeah or sit on my back porch at night especially on a summer night oh my goodness yes. the moon is bright and the solar energy is enough light for me I'm good with that <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can just yeah. write all day all night long with that it's yes thing yes indeed yes yes <laughs> yes yeah and people will say because people ask me i mean doesn't it take long and i'm like you're in a rush to get somewhere <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day irregardless of how much a person wants to rush to get somewhere if you're delayed you're delayed and there's nothing going to change until these Mm-mm. people get finished doing whatever they have to do to change yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we got we got delayed in Denver. It was supposed to be two hours. It became eight hours. Right. So, you know, <laughs> just... All we can do is sit back and enjoy the moment. <laughs> enjoy the moment. Live in the moment. Yes, indeed. Yes. So when you're doing your... Um, mentoring the one-on-one mentoring um what are some of the steps you take to help people understand how important self-awareness is so i tend and and this may be (laughs) this may be why i stick to mentoring rather than coaching Mm -hmm. because i like to do a situational mentoring Okay. Where if you have a situation you want to talk about, then we mm-hmm. deal with that as okay. opposed to this, you know, big picture. Yes. Because I find that you can you can move you can expand what you learn to different areas of your life once you get that strategy down, right? Mm-hmm. So like one one thing I remember it's always clear in my mind is a woman who 
she she I guess she's lonely and she want to have someone in her life, mm-hmm. but she also have a seven year old son. Okay. Uh, and daddy isn't too involved. So this, you know, she's she's tossed between meeting her own needs and meeting the needs of her child. Mm-hmm. And so um, my my work with her is to, you know, it's okay to take care of you. Mm-hmm. Don't, you know, don't feel bad about that. Exactly. But but you also need help. Your son needs help. You know, I've heard it a lot. You know, I don't need a man. I can do it myself. <laughs> uh, no, you can't. And so once we establish that, we establish that you try to get a mentor, a male figure for yourself. And and I can't tell you, because I've had that experience, I've done that, Mm -hmm. get the mentor. And so I'm not sure I'm answering your question the way you want me to answer it. You're good, good. (laughs) I, I totally understand. Yeah. So, so it's it's the it's the consciousness that yes, you have to take care of you as mom. There's nothing wrong with it, but also rather than feeling guilty about you know your child not having what he needs in daddy, get him a mentor. There are lots of men out there who may not even realize that's something they could do. Mentor a child. True. And so. Yeah, when when my son was my youngest son was thirteen, he mm-hmm. had a calling from God, and he didn't know what it was, and it scared him, and he just became belligerent, and you know it was tough dealing with him, mm-hmm. and so I got a youth pastor, and the youth pastor was a court attorney, a youth court attorney, some you know mm-hmm. working in juvenile justice, gotcha. and I I, I locked out with that guy because my son is 27 and they're still friends okay but that guy had a son around the same age and he treated my son just like he treated his son mm-hmm. yelled at him screamed at him if he needed it yes hugged him when he needed it yes and so you know that's one of the things that i work on encouraging moms to do is to Find a mentor for your child, especially yes, especially if they're boys. Yeah. Understandable. So is that how you were able to break the communication barrier between your sons and yourself was to find them a mentor? Yes. That is, yeah, that really happened because their dad just disappeared. I still haven't seen him. 20, mm. 25 years. Um, he never looked back so um, I knew I acknowledged I wasn't enough Mm -hmm. because in in, I wasn't enough to be a father right Mm -hmm. so um, and so I recognized and acknowledged that and my my middle son for some reason he seemed okay Mm -hmm. but he but he got his as well but my youngest son was the, the it wasn't a problem a child, but he needed help. He needed right. direction that I couldn't provide. I was, a t- I was tired. I was on New York, New York subway, two hours morning and afternoon coming to work. Yes. I didn't have time for all of that. <laughs> so I got help. And that's one thing I encourage 
solo mom, single mom, divorced mom, whatever you are, mom, mm -hmm. get help. Oh, I can kind of, I can, I can relate to um, the situation, especially when you're talking about what happened with your younger son before you got him help. Um, a lot of times, just to hopefully give you an understanding or some clarity, because I, I too was one that was not raised by my parents. I wasn't raised by mom or dad. So being raised by my grandparents, my grandparents gave me a different insight versus what I probably would have gotten from my parents. I don't know because they weren't there in my life like that. Mm -hmm. um, they're still alive now. Neither of them are deceased. But I can remember the mentality of rebelliousness I felt because they were not there and it wasn't that I wanted to go out and do something bad or reckless or anything like that but because I was so tunnel vision about them not being there I went out and done things that I that I probably shouldn't have done it wasn't an intent it wasn't something that I wanted to do it was just something that my mind led me to do because I was acting out on what I felt. I was acting out on my feelings at that time. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's something that a lot of um, the young boys, the young men, I think that a lot of them actually go through these things. But because the female's mindset is different from the male's mindset, we don't actually understand one another at that point. And it's hard when a person accrues some form of tunnel vision, that's hard. And it's mm -hmm. kind of hard to break sometimes. You really yeah. have to come with something really strong, really powerful, or somebody who has either been in that type of situation to really understand where we're coming from and where we're going and why we're acting the way that we're acting. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> yeah and, and yeah and, and if I might add and it's something I learned recently is that we as I grew up with you know I got a lot of whipping you know and <laughs> angry whipping you know okay. <laughs> and and a lot of us in, in my age group that's how we grew up and so we want to pass that on Mm -hmm. And I would hesitate to say, don't do that. My oldest son, <laughs> if I have the time to talk about this, my oldest son was rude to me at one time and he threatened to call the cops on me. Oh, wow. And I remember wrapping a telephone cord around his neck because I was so pissed. <laughs> Excuse my friend. <laughs> I was so angry. Because mm -hmm. here I was, you know, struggling to, to, to take care of these children. I'm mm -hmm. threatening to call the cops on because he won't do what he's supposed to do. Yep. But that wasn't, that wasn't the correct um, reaction, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, he disrespected me, but the, this, it was coming from somewhere. And so I don't want to go the other way where mm -hmm. you just let them run loose and walk all over you. Yes. If, they lock, if they lock the door, I'll remove it. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those parents either. Exactly. But you have to find a middle ground where you, you listen to them. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. You know, you listen to them and understand where their angst is coming from. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're mad at you about something. Yeah. You know, and if you don't talk it through with them, you know, because sometimes they misunderstand something mm-hmm. you do or did, you know, and so if you talk it out, you, you realize that, you know, hey, we're all on the same page here. We don't have to yell and scream at each other. <laughs> and the way you're acting has nothing to do with me. Exactly. You know, your child, your child acting up may not have anything to do with you. Mm-hmm. So um, I would open up that, you know, road yes. of communication. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So I I was also reading that you love to help people achieve their goals. What are some of the steps you take in helping them to achieve their goals? Well, one of the one of the biggest one is in podcasting, okay. right? So if you, uh, I like to encourage people to start a podcast, um, no matter what it's for, but especially if your goal is to connect with people and to. In, and if you have a business, it's it's the, the first thing you should do is start a podcast. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's one of the one of the things I like. But also I like to point um, mothers, especially single mothers, to have a goal in life. Like have a purpose, a direction. Yes, you want to raise your successful kids. So what does that look like for you? So you have to be intentional about what you want to do. And it's not about, you know, being neurotic about it. It's mm-hmm. about being intentional about the kind of life you want. Because yes. if, you don't, if you don't know where you're going and you don't have a map, you'll never get there. <laughs> or you might get there beaten and bloody. So yeah. what you want to do <laughs> is to have a plan, have a plan mm-hmm. of action. You know, simply put, if you want to lose weight, you got to start somewhere. You know, whether you're cutting something out or adding something in, walking more, whatever it is, but you have to set those goals. You have to have a plan of action. Your number one backing up is always, always get to know who you are as a person. Mm -hmm. Forget what everybody said about you. Yes. It was mommy, daddy, ex-boyfriend. Yes. Yes. They don't matter, and what they say don't matter. Yes, indeed. Start looking, finding your own truth, who you are as a person. Who am I? What do I want? Mm-hmm. And work from there, set some goals. And, you know, that that's just how I roll. <laughs> yes, indeed. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> hey, they, like, um... Native Americans and some other spiritual people say the first law of nature, self-preservation. So know who you are, what you are, where you're going and how you're going to get there. You're already taking the steps that you need to take in your life to better yourself already. So um, being uh, a solo mom, I'm sure that you face many challenges has there ever been a time that you wanted to just give up and say, forget about everything? And how did you overcome that? <laughs> lots and lots of times. Mm-hmm. And at different times for different reasons. 
-hmm. when when I came home and you know my ex had walked out and my house was trashed mm -hmm. um I was ready to just throw in the towel and but I looked at those two little babies and thought to myself what would they do <laughs> like what would they do if I just and I wanted to commit suicide I'm gonna be honest but I was thinking into my the thought was what would those two little babies do mm -hmm. and and so I, I had to change my way of thinking because that was thinking thinking and mm -hmm. I had to change that and realize that this is my purpose now to take care of them uh, there was another time at the height of the financial crisis <laughs> mm -hmm. when you know I became a new real estate real estate agent in 2006 in Atlanta Georgia Mm -hmm. And I was bombing it. I mean, I was doing really well, you know, sold four houses in my first nine months awesome. and four properties. And they told me that I wouldn't do it in the first year. So I was doing it. But then the financial crisis came. And here mm -hmm. I was, you know, that was my income and it was mm -hmm. all gone. And so I was at, the, you know, I was at, my back was against the wall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> So it's a long story, but I'll make it short. Eventually, I just packed up all my stuff and moved to New York City, put all my, put my kids on what I put in my Toyota Camry, and I drove the 900 miles to New York City for a job that was guaranteed only for two weeks. Okay. And I was at that job for 13 years, almost 14 years. Oh, wow. So, okay. <laughs> like about a turn of events, right? <laughs> so, yeah. I left from a basement in Atlanta to mm. Wall Street. Awesome. So, I will tell you that I, it, it was a challenge, and you know, people thought I was losing my mind. <laughs> I was driving right into the financial crisis. All right. But, but I, you know, God led me to a, you know, Wall Street investment firm, okay. broken and, you know, and distressed. And that was, that was a turning point in my life. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It's a blessing that you overcome that turning point. I mean, we can't really say how many people have not overcome that turning point and still living in that darkness it's, yeah. it's a it's a tough road you know and yeah. a lot of people actually go through it and don't come out of it but then you have those that come out of it and yes. they achieve things that they've always wanted to achieve in the first place so yes a blessing so how did you yes. come the information for going to new york was there like a job site or something that you were looking for <laughs> So, um, how much time do we have? We got like store... close to 20 minutes. <laughs> okay, I can, I can do it shorter, way more shorter than that. Because <laughs> um, this story has some twists and turns. So, awesome. when, I rea when I realized that things were kind of falling apart in Atlanta, mm -hmm. I decided that I couldn't stay there any longer because I had looked everywhere. I was there 17 years at this point and, you know, I had come to the point where I had to make a change. And so I was going to go to Florida, you know, okay. I had a cousin there, everything was arranged and I was going to go to Florida. Mm -hmm. 
wow. But then, yeah. But then um, I was also trained as a secretary when I was in Toronto, but I never worked as a secretary. Oh. It, kept, it kept coming to my mind, why don't you apply for a job as an admin? And I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, I was an insurance agent for 27 years and I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to work, you know what I'm saying. But anyway, <laughs> so, but, but it never left me. I also had a friend in Atlanta, in um, New York that I went to school with in Jamaica and he kept saying, why don't you move to New York? Why don't you move to New York? You know, I had been to New York in 1990. Oh. Yeah, you know. Oh, wow. So I was like, uh-uh, that's never going to happen. But be careful when you say, I'm never going to do that, right? Yeah. So so I'm going to tell you the, distance, the, the, the core of the story, and then I'll just, you know, give you an overview. No problem. So, <laughs> so... I was, I was thinking about, and I was going through, and I was mulling because my focus was on these two little boys that I had to take care of, right? Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, I'll apply. And my friend sent me the link to a temp agency, and I applied, look, upload my resume. And I'm not going to lie, 15 minutes later, I got a call from the agency saying, we saw your resume, and uh, this was like on a Tuesday, and we'd like to know if you'd like to come in for an interview tomorrow. I said, well, I can't come tomorrow, but I could come Thursday. Uh-huh. I said, okay, Thursday at nine. Got off the phone. I'm like, oh my God, what did I just do? <laughs> and I went, I went quickly and I knelt down and I said to God, God, you know, I just arranged to have an interview in New York on Thursday. I don't know how I'm going to get there. And I kid you not, before I got up off my knees, my phone rang. Wow. And it was a friend who worked for an airline. Okay. And all he said was, what's up? I didn't call him. <laughs> and I, I told him the story. And he said, okay, here's a number. Call my friend. He owes me. Tell him to give you a ticket. I called. It was when Body Pass was a big deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And I called the guy. He just asked me my, my details. Gave me and said, pick up your ticket when you arrive at the airport. Wow. So I did that, and then I realized I didn't have anything to wear because my suits were at the cleaners and I couldn't afford to pick them up. I'm telling you, I want to add the details because sometimes we're in certain situation and we think it's just impossible. Mm-hmm. It's not. That's true. And I couldn't pick up my I couldn't pick up my suit, and I'm I'm still saying to God, Oh my god, I don't have anything to wear. Right? Mm-hmm. There was no gas in my car. I pick up a phone call and a friend, look, I, I need some money to go pick up my car because I have to pick up my suit because I have an interview. He said, come get it. I said, I have no gas in my car, so I can't come get it. He said, okay, I'll see you in two hours. He came, he gave me 40 bucks. I put $20 gas in my car and went, went and picked up my suits for $15 or something. Awesome. Now I was ready, but then I had two children. Oh. what I was going to do with my children yes they, I had an older son, he was 18 he was involved in his church we didn't live together mm-hmm. so I, I asked him, I said would you stay with the kids, I have to go and do an interview, and he said yes mom don't worry about it, gave me my car I went to New York, right did the interview, stayed with my cousin I was ready to fly back on Friday and my cousin said 
you know, where are you going? Just stay, just hang out a little bit till Monday to see if you get a, you know, response. Because right. I heard nothing, right? And oh. I had two interviews with two different agencies. Oh, wow. Nothing happened Monday afternoon. I got a call from the second agency. Uh-huh. We have a three-day job for you. Um, would you like to take it? Mm. Yes, 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 please. Yes, please. <laughs> and then a couple hours later, same day, the, the first agency called back and said, we have a two-week job for you. Would you like to take it? Oh, wow. And I said, well, I would love to take it, but I already committed to a three-day job with so-and-so. Oh. And she said, said, you know, we, we appreciate your honesty and your integrity. If it doesn't work out, call us and we'll have something for you. Yes. So Wednesday I showed up and at this firm on Wall Street, I walked in and the girl who requested me was a solo mom from Barbados. Oh, wow. <laughs> and we, connect, we connected off the bat. We just connected. And the following day, she said, I'd like to extend your, you know, we like, you like how you're adapting and I'd like to extend your stay for another two weeks. We can only do two weeks at a time. And that's when I had to tell her, I didn't live in New York. I was 900 miles away and my kids were home alone. Well, home with their big brother. Right. And so I I had to tell her, my gosh, I told her my whole story. Mm. And she said, it's okay. Uh, you can take Friday off tomorrow, and I'll see you on Monday. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I said, okay. And so I, I had an aunt in New Jersey. I called her and told her I wanted to come stay with her because I had a job. It's only two weeks, but I have a job. Oh, wow. So I was thinking of leaving my children in Atlanta, right? So that was a dilemma. Oh, wow. But when I was on the, the plane flying back, mm-hmm. it occurred to me, this isn't you going back to Atlanta and coming back for a couple of weeks. Right. You're moving to New York. Mm. And then it dawned on me that I was bringing my kids. I was taking them out of school in the middle of May. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. I went back home Friday. Saturday, I called all my friends to go get all my stuff. I had a three-bedroom yes. basement apartment. Come get my stuff. Come out, come out, give them away. And Sunday morning at 6.30, actually, Saturday night, I didn't know where I was going to live in New York. I had no place because when I told my aunt and my cousin that I was bringing my kids, they said, sorry. <laughs> you know, so I had no place to live. Oh. But I knew a lot of people. That was one of my things I connected professionally with a lot of people. Mm. Network, network, network. Yes. And so and I knew a mortgage broker in Florida. I called him and said, I'm, I'm going to be in New York. You know anybody in Queens with a room? Because mm-hmm. I'm like, that's all I could think about. He said, I have a room in Queens. And I'm like, how much, how much, how much? He's like, don't worry about it. When you get there, we'll talk about it. Ooh, that was so good. 6.30, Sunday morning, I drove out in my car, packed, 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 
Ruby Hill and my two boys in the back drove to New York City. I got to New York City 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Monday morning. Wow. <laughs> and started this job two hour ride to Wall Street. And a week later, the boss came in and said to me, we like what you're doing and we'd like to offer you it. I'd like to talk to you about future with our company. Okay. That is awesome. So, yeah. So I'm going to stop there and tell you, don't be afraid to take a chance when, you know, when you're led to take that chance. Have courage. Definitely. Trust me, I'm not afraid to take any chances. Yeah. <laughs> Taking enough of them in my lifetime and I will take more. <laughs> yeah. If the journey leads me, I'm going. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Definitely. That is awesome. That is awesome. So how how long did it take you to get adjusted to the New York lifestyle? <laughs> It actually didn't take long because, you know, I'm going to say God did this for me. For the first six years I was in New York, I only needed a jacket. Okay. That was good. That's all I needed. Yeah, because the winters were really mild. Uh, It was just like, I I didn't want to work for anybody, but I was at work an hour early sometimes, Uh you know, and I was there till late at night. It just, it's just like, you know, my whole life clicked, mm-hmm. you know, because I did that. I followed through on that and it wasn't an adjustment at all. And right now I could say <laughs> the other day I watched the ball drop from Mexico mm-hmm. and I teared up because I missed New York and I oh, never wow. thought I would say that. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I stayed in Georgia for a little while too. I was, um, in um atlanta um marietta and in stone mountain yeah yes my old stomping ground <laughs> yes yes <laughs> yeah so, it was it was pretty cool because i actually got mm-hmm. to um, perform in stone mountain at um club pisces It was fun because I got to open for um, Johnny Gill, Mary Mary, Cool in the Game, Gap Band. Oh, wow. Rick James siblings. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Big names. Cool. (laughs) It was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. And I wouldn't change. Yeah. I would not change. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. So you definitely led an interesting life. I love that. I love that. So you say that um, mentoring is your superpower. Is that something you still hold to? <laughs> yes, because I I feel like I feel like I have a gift of perception. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people look at the words. I look at the lines. I look at the line between the words. Yes. And I, I feel I've been given a gift to, you know, some some kind of wisdom mm-hmm. to 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 know what somebody is is about or saying. Mm-hmm. You know, I like to tell people that when I'm when I'm when I'm researching 
something I want to buy a new product and I go on Amazon, mm. I don't look at all the positive reviews. <laughs> I read the negative reviews first. Exactly. Because usually you can tell why they were mad, mm-hmm. why they gave a, a positive, a, a negative review by yes. reading those reviews. Yes. It's never usually about it's yes. the person. That's true. So, yeah. That is so true. That is so true. Oh my goodness. I've run across <clears throat> I've run across that many times um looking at different reviews and a lot of times I was able to decipher that this person was more so angry about the product and not so much about the service. Yeah. It's understandable. And then some of the people are angry about the service and not the product. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But usually you can tell, you know, I mean, I can tell what somebody somebody will say, Well, you know, he's this or he's that. Mm-hmm. And you think to yourself, I think it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's them. I think it's you. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> but but also that I feel that I've been given the gift of patience. Mm-hmm. Um, something I didn't have for a long time. The gift of patience and empathy. It mm-hmm. probably came with raising three new sons. Yes. <laughs> yes. But um, but yeah. So I think you have to <laughs> yeah 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 they, they'll either make you or break you right yeah <laughs> they definitely bring us some some new ways to look at life they definitely mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. if we embrace those new ways of looking at life then we we're growing just like we stated yes. about the growth process and we yes. have different growth processes in our lives so when we take advantage of these growth processes, then we have some testimonies to give and we can take those and give it to somebody while we're mentoring them and help them along the way. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. So it's always a blessing to help those in need yes. as you possibly can. Yeah, I'm yeah. able to have all the answers for them, but at least we can give them a opportunity to take at least one step in life that they weren't able to take before. Yes, that that two millimeter gap, you know, there's always that little <laughs> gap, uh, and sometimes yes. that's all they need. Yes, indeed. You know, sometimes they need you to just shine a light so they could they could take the step themselves. Yes, know? yes, and, and see where to go. Yes, it, yeah. it's yeah. a blessing. It is yes, a blessing. It is. it is, yeah. And we got to take those blessings that we get and run with them. <laughs> yeah, we have to use our gifts, you know. We have to use our gifts because people are missing out when we don't use our gifts. They're missing out on a lot of them. Yes. So tell our people where they can reach you. How can we reach you? Is there any social medias, websites, things of that nature? Let us know how we can reach out. Sure. So the best place to reach me is on Instagram at jrosemarie1 or at Solomon's Talk. Um, I got my phone stolen and I lost access to my Facebook, so I can't even give that out. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you know, yeah. 
Um, also, um, I have a website. I have two websites, um, solomoms-talk.com and jrosemarie.com. And I also have a YouTube channel um, at TV. So, you know, I'm, I try to be all over the place. Because you know? <laughs> they, they say you shouldn't be. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but, but yeah, and, and uh, I'm on WhatsApp for people who I like to text. Awesome. At, um, New York number 917-994-1329. Awesome. So, yeah. Awesome. We love it. We love it. So yep. what are some of your key takeaways, some of your best advice that you give to anybody, doesn't matter who they are? So I would like to say, if you don't know what you want, it's hard to live the life you want. Um, or so, so know what you want. You know, people complain about a lot of things. I was listening to my son one day complaining about, people this and people that. And I ask him, but what do you want? Exactly. And I think once we focus on what it is we want, the, the noise becomes dimmer and dimmer. Mm-hmm. And your focus on what you want. Mm-hmm. And so because that's the only way you can be of use to yourself and to others right. is to Discover who you are, know what you want, know whose you are, because you are something special. Mm-hmm. And so you need to develop who you are as a person so that you can serve yourself and serve others. Exactly. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yes, indeed. Solid information. Solid, <laughs> solid. <laughs> well, at this time, I definitely want to thank you so, so much for joining YTP Entertainment. It's been a blessing. I definitely wish you all the success that you can possibly endure and then some. Thank you so much, Ms. J. I'm pretty sure that some of our viewers are going to really enjoy listening to this message and watching this video and getting some insight. You definitely show passion for what you do and how you do it. And can't ask for any much more blessing than that. <laughs> no, thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. I really appreciate thank it. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful, wonderful day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Many blessings and much power <laughs> to you and your sons. Peace and blessings. Thank you. Take we care. Have, yeah, take care. Have a great day. Okay.